Gentlemen, good evening. Hello there. Hey now. Let me tell <laughs> hey now. <laughs> What's, What's going, going on, on, everybody? Has everybody yeah. recovered from uh, Halloween week? Yes. I, I don't know if I have yet. No? To be, to be fair. I've been meaning to ask you what Halloween is like in uh, the part of L.A. that you're in. Well, I don't usually participate in like the the craziness, but Hollywood is apparently pretty wild. Um, I can imagine. For, for Halloween, because... Well, yeah, all the costume designers are mm-hmm. here. Oh, you know, yeah. and like the actual <laughs> costumes, you know, all so big parties. There's definitely some craziness, uh, and even just like big parties, and then also just out like near the Chinese theater, and you know, people are in costumes there anyway. So. Anyway, right? <laughs> you know, so any case, yeah. um, but the, pl- are there, are, there's no kids like coming around door to door or anything. Um, well, in my neighborhood, there's a little bit, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just, it just depends on which neighborhood, but you know, it's it's always nice out. So yeah, there actually is a lot of trick or treating. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, but I also was out uh, playing some shows um, on the up and down the Cali coast. Oh, that's right. Um, did a, a few a few of them were Halloween parties. Oh, nice. So yeah, there it was. Uh, you know, I got back basically yesterday, and. Uh, Anyway, it was just a lot of a lot of playing and a lot of costumes. So you guys dressed up? Yeah, I actually just kind of went with my normal stage outfit. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah. So for Fushiante, you know the the Fushiante's target target yeah, clothes. John Crosante. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, no, but it was uh, it was definitely a it was a fun run, but it's just been. I mean, we played like sixteen shows in October. Cool. So yeah, yeah, it was, you guys it, have been yeah and then and and there's been there were many more in September and you know going back to the, so um, I'm kind of ready to shift a little bit from the shows. But when is the next break in uh, in the schedule? We're actually it's it's kind of starting now for me. Uh, they're do, they're going to do a weekend without me. Um, in uh atlanta next weekend because i'm going to be out with the resilient in florida um and then after that the band is basically done for the rest of the year we're kind of shutting it down and starting back up in january because it's the holidays and stuff it gets it gets yeah hard to or hard to commit get everybody to commit well i mean people would just yeah i think it's just time and the the offers are start to become less you know Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I think I think it's a good time for us to kind of catch our breath. But uh, I did um, I did manage to uh, do some quick uh, some 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 record shopping while I was up in Santa Cruz, and a little bit while I was out. um, I guess I was out last week. Where was I? I Oh, I was in the Philly area, and I got some records there. You guys want to check them out real quick? Show us your haul. Show us your haul. What'd you get? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, now I know the folks can't see these at home, but uh, I was excited about this one. This is an Al- Alan Holdworth album called IOU. Oh, this is like one of the first pressings. Um, uh-huh. It's pretty killer stuff. And then I actually, in a different store in, on the West Coast, I found another cover. <laughs> this is a red cover. Oh, um, also IOU. Same album. Yeah, and yeah. I decided to get them both. I also got this Alan Holdworth album called Atavacron, which is just unbelievable. Wow, that is very yes. 80s. Wow, yeah. look at that. That looks oh yeah. it's like a that Star is all Trek of the weapons. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, this has a track on it called Looking Glass that has Tony Williams on it. It's ridiculous. Oh, wow. Good. Nice. Um this is an album called Road Games, also a Holdsworth. <laughs> um <laughs> this features uh Jack Bruce. Oh yeah. On it. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they wanted to get him a like uh linked up with some vocalists. And uh <laughs> and Jack Bruce yeah. was the guy they picked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, was Jack Bruce? Who was that? Cream. Cream. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got uh, this Bill Evans. Oh, nice. Um, it's kind of a compilation, but uh, there's a lot of takes that I actually was pretty familiar with, but they're just fun to listen to on last. Yeah. I love Bill um, Evans. Bill Evans. Eric Dolphy, the Berlin nice. concerts. This is pretty ripping. Nice. Um, and uh, let's see. Now I got. Uh, some Diver Down by Van Halen. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Looks so, like it's in good shape. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I don't get unless it's a new album, I don't get a new pressing. I'm just not interested in new mm. pressings of old albums. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, this is a the Dregs, which is a the Dixie Dregs. Yeah. Oh, uh, Steve Morris, Steve Rod Morgenstein. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was like five bucks, but it's really good shape, and uh, it's got a few few bangers on it. Now, what separates the Dregs from the Dixie Dregs? You know, it, it, it's like at one point in their career, they decided to drop the Dixie. It's kind of like the Dixie Chicks. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it is, exactly. It's the precedent. Yeah, yeah they actually totally ripped that off. Yeah, That's uh, great. Yeah. Um, here I have uh, a copy of the final cut. Oh, yeah. Pink Floyd's, Pink nice. Floyd's last album. Yeah, I recognize that. Um, and uh, I have a, most of the Pink Floyd now. Um, some still missing some of the earliest stuff, but uh, this is a power trip. Oh, uh, this okay. metal band that I love from uh, <laughs> Dallas. Manifest uh, Decimation. Manifest Decimation. Yep. <laughs> I had to put, Jeez, listen amazing. to this entire thing today. It's awesome. Boom. More. The new Sugar. Oh, the new Sugar. <laughs> that would have to yeah. be a new press. This, this is a first pressing. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I want to say it's just on straight. Yeah, it's just a black final. But uh, it's, it's a great made record. out of the bones of children, actually. Well, I, I wouldn't say that, but oh. Um, well, then you didn't uh, get the first pressing. That's a reprint. <laughs> I didn't get the first pressing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I got this one. The oh, oh, there it is. Does Misadventures of Doom Scorer? Yeah, it's baby. A great album. Now, what color is yours? Yeah. Ooh, you got the pink. Blood orange. I got this Blood weird orange. cream color. Yeah. It, it might look pink, but it's actually. It's a blood orange. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good haul, man. Yeah. You know, I I, I just I just I only ever have like a, a little bit of time. You know, I can't like scour the entire store, but yeah. Just kind of let the fingers fly and mm-hmm. you know. stop when you find one you want. Yeah, exactly. you know, and just try and just try to just try to look for that like <gasps> you know. And yeah. uh, I was excited to find as much Holdsworth as I did. You found yeah. a lot of Holdsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Not as easy to come across, and they did just reissue this beautiful package of like all his records, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, wow, man, that'd be so great to have, you know. And like, It'd be more the amazing if they were first like original pressings. Yeah, it's, but it's like, it, but it just takes. Well, it it is because you know, like when you have an original press, it's like an artifact. It's like being yes, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Totally, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's there's nothing special because you could always you can always just say like, oh, I'll just get it on Amazon later. Why would yeah. I have to buy it here? You know, case it's case in point, be... guys. Case in point, I just got confirmation that um, my copy, my vinyl copy of Taylor Swift's "Midnights," is mm. on the way. Is en route. Oh, good. Yes. First pressing. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're gonna have to talk about that a little All later. All right. On. I think we should. Yeah, we'll save that. <laughs> Speaking of which. Speaking of which, we do yeah. have an episode to do here, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got yes. ourselves. Let's we got get, carried away. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out, allowing ourselves to be carried away on a weekly basis. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here with you. This is episode 169 coming at you on a beautiful Thursday. And my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Great to be here with you. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, Nick and I have some. Uh, <clears throat> we got some catching up to do. We got some catching yeah, up yeah. for the listening audience to do. And actually, so, we need to catch up as well because we kind of sure. talked about that night. And, but yeah, uh, yeah. Enough hmm. said about that. We got. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to memorialize the passing of yet another country rock mm. and roll legend. And oh, Mr. Greg is going to be talking about uh, the lady I was just talking about, Miss. Miss Taylor Swift and heavy metal and the intersection thereof. Right. Right? Exactly. How about that for an intro? Yeah. Didn't smell it. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. Well, you know what? Uh, let me go ahead and get things started here. I wanted to talk talk briefly before we get into uh, what Nick and I have to talk about. I want to talk briefly about the passing of a rock and roll country soul music gospel music legend the killer mr jerry lee lewis passed away last friday october 28th at the age of 87 
and um, wanted to play just a couple tracks of his uh, that I really enjoy. Um, you all know his big hits, um, but I wanted to play a very early single of his, uh, Crazy Arms, which is a country tune that was made famous by Ray Price, and Willie Nelson did a version. Ever, just about everybody's done a version of Crazy Arms at one point or another. Um, mm. But this is uh, this is the Killers version, which is a little bit more rocking, a little bit more up-tempo. It's pretty good. Jerry Lee for you. Very cool. So, yeah, I mean, everybody knows Jerry Lee for kind of uh, his signature piano style and his big rock and roll hits. Whole lot of shaking going on. Great balls mm -hmm. of fire. Mm -hmm. But the funny part about Jerry Lee Lewis's career is that his rock and roll career was really pretty short lived. It took place, you know, mm -hmm. right at the beginning of the rock and roll era. Mm -hmm. um, and then. Literally, yeah. He started kickstarted the whole movement, and then by 1963, by the time the Beatles were coming up, he was out of the rock and roll picture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he he showed up unannounced at Sun Records in in Memphis and said, "Hey, I'm Jerry Lee Lewis. I play kick-ass piano and I sing. You should record me." And mm -hmm. <laughs> Sam Phillips basically took him up on his word, and uh, you know, the rest is history. He had a bunch mm -hmm. of big hits. Um, back in the late 50s, I think starting in 1956 and 1957 were kind of like his big peak eras. You know, and he's a real flamboyant showman. Everyone's seen him kicking over the piano stool, you know, shaking his hair everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. Made some really famous TV appearances where he scared children. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was a, a ardent self-promoter. He always, you know, and always people always compared him to, to people like Elvis. Um, okay. And uh, there's a really good quote. It's just in his personality? Well, kind of like the musical styling, you know, because at the time, people didn't really act like that on stage. Mm, and Elvis gotcha. kind of, you know, popped the lid on that. And mm -hmm. Jerry Lee Lewis was coming around at the same time doing the same thing. So there was a lot of comparisons between the two. But Jerry kind of bristled at that. And there's this great quote from him. He says, there's a difference between a phenomenon and a stylist. I'm a stylist. Elvis was the phenomenon, and don't you forget it. <laughs> so that's, that's Jerry Lee Lewis's take on. Interesting. That's yeah. a, that's a good response. Yeah. <laughs> but the the whole end of the rock and roll career happened around 1958 is when the the decline started because he embarked on this on his first tour overseas. He went to to England, and uh, almost as soon as he got off the plane reporters surrounded him and started asking about this this young girl that was traveling with him mm -hmm. and uh, he said oh well that's my wife and it turned out that was his uh 13 year old cousin who he had just married before they left for the trip and yeah. uh <laughs> people in england thought that was a bit strange mm -hmm. and it turns out people in america thought that was a bit strange too <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> once they found mm -hmm. out about yeah. it so he actually ended up cutting that tour short because it raised such an uproar. And, you know, when he get back, got back to America, all of a sudden it had turned into this, you know, viral thing that everybody had to talk about. It's... And Sun dropped him and stopped 
promoting his his records and really yeah really by yeah really by 1963 he was playing like small clubs and couldn't like find like a nationwide tour just because of that wow right worldwide shunning yeah and you know i think for a lot of artists that that might have been the end of it but for jerry lee lewis he was like well if rock doesn't like me i never really liked rock and roll anyway I'm more of a country artist. You know, he was raised in Louisiana. He's more of a country artist, so he... Sorry, connecting that back to the... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Well, he... So he got signed by this little label, Smash Records, in 1963, and then he started pumping out country and gospel songs, and then started charting on the country and gospel charts. Yeah. Um, And the thing about the country world is that they're far more forgiving about marrying your cousin. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, recorded a whole bunch of top 10 hits throughout the 60s and 70s, and, you know, so that kept his career afloat. And because of the massive success of his early rock and roll hits, everybody knows Jerry Lee Lewis, so it kept his yeah. career afloat. So, yeah, I mean, he kept touring and kept playing up really up until, well, so the, I got an offer to go see him play at the Birchmere in 2015. No, it was later than that. It was like 2018 or 2019, and I couldn't go. But he yeah, that was like his last tour. Hmm. And, you know, his, his health was failing. But yeah, he was playing pretty much up until the end. So yeah, the last song, I, I wanted to play one more song. This is um, off of a 2014 album that is just freaking great. And if you guys don't listen to any other Jerry Lee Lewis, you should go back and listen to this. Uh, the name of the album is called um, Rock and Roll Time. And he records it. He got a whole bunch of special guest artists to come in. Yeah, so there's people like uh, Robbie Robertson from the band. Neil mm-hmm. Young comes in. Um, Keith Richards and Ron Wood. Um, Shelby Lynn. Nils Lofgren. Uh, Doyle Bramhall II. John Briome. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a freaking great album. All all the songs were pretty much cut live in the studio in Memphis. And so it's it's really raw. This is a guy who's like, 78 at the time wow. and still just kicking butt so this is really Dude. good this this is the title track off of that it's called rock and roll time do i look like a loser do i stand in your way a threat to your future you planned yesterday I fought for my freedom I'm called it a crime Convicted of running On rock and roll time I said rock and roll time Please take me away To whiskey and wine I'll some better day And sometimes it's stuff good stuff mm-hmm. i did want to say one more thing about jerry Lee lewis uh you guys should check out i don't know if you've ever we've never talked about it on the podcast before but have you guys ever heard of tales from the tour bus uh no. yeah isn't that a uh, mike judge thing it is it's a mike judge thing he created this series of uh i guess it's like half hour long episodes and i don't know where they were originally aired but you can find them on youtube now if you just search for tales from the tour okay. bus there's two seasons. The first season is country artists, and the second season is funk and R&B and soul artists. And they're all just hilarious and awesome. They're, okay. car- they're cartoons that Mike Judge uh, okay. animated from interviews with people who were involved with In the really famous artists. And the okay. one on Jerry Lee Lewis is just so good. Because there's just so many stories of just him showing up drunk at Graceland and like challenging Elvis to a fight, you know, and like <laughs> he shot his bass player by accident, you know, holy cow, just in the middle of the room, mm, accident. 
Yeah, the, the quote from him is like, I'm going to shoot that bottle of pop across the room or my name ain't Jerry Lee Lewis. And he, he shot his bass player instead. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Poor He's the killer, man. He, so. uh, he did a lot of good. He had a telephone. I remember that as a kid. Did he? Oh, right. no. Different Jerry yes, Lewis. I'm, oh, is it? <laughs> That's not Jerry Lee Lewis. No. Okay. no. You're uh, going there if you go, for a if you go to, to his Wikipedia, if you go to his Wikipedia, yeah, it's like born, died, occupation, years active, and it's like relatives, and it says Myra Lewis Williams, cousin slash wife. <laughs> Sorry, I saw that. I was just like, oh my god, that's funny. <clears throat> this, this, uh, makes for a complicated family tree. Yeah. So, yeah. nevertheless, that's Jerry Lee Lewis. Just wanted to say thank you for the awesome. Yeah. Music and thank you for the awesome times and awesome stories. You'll be missed. Yeah, no, and, and all, all due respect. I, I, I was making, I was making a joke, but yeah, uh, living his own life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, got to respect the elders and the pioneers. Mm-hmm. Forebears, exactly. Faults and all. All right. Well, Nick, I'm going to pass what the torch. Doing? I'm going to pass the torch Me? over to you, sir. Yeah, because I, I feel like I've uh, taken up my a lot of time here, but I'm happy to. I'm happy to. I was prepared to. I was prepared for this to be a group activity. Well, it can't. We kind of okay. So what we're doing, yeah, is we're going to talk about a concert that we saw. Oh, this was. We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, which would have been optimal time because that was the day following. Um, so we're we're eight days out now, but we saw not this past Sunday, but the Sunday prior, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes, we did at the anthem, <laughs> um, and. I, I don't know. We didn't. We didn't talk about it. We only. We only teased it. Right. Um, but going into this, what I can say is that I. I was looking at set lists that had been playing, um, and no two set lists were alike uh, at all. Uh, maybe maybe a song or two would overlap, but we kind of went into this having no idea whatsoever what to expect. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, which was now, cool. Which be- was cool. Before you get too far into it, would you say okay, that this up. is? Um, uh, like a tale from a concert that we went to. What is? What, what, yeah, that, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, I think it's I a like tale that. from the concert. I like that. Tale. I just wanted to make sure everything was in order before we got into the meeting. You know what? We always miss it. We always miss it. That's okay. (laughs) Sorry. Go on. Um, No, that's perfect. You were talking about set lists and how we weren't sure what to expect. They they literally, I mean, there was like one or two songs that would repeat every couple concerts, but these set lists are completely different songs from completely different albums with completely different sounds night after night. So it was, yeah, no idea what we were going to, what we were going to get. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think I mentioned to you on the way down to the concert. I was like, I've, I, I've, I can't think of another time where I've gone into a concert and just had no idea what to expect. Yeah, because they could decide to just play one of their albums in full, or they could They'll decide to play like two albums in reverse order or something like that. You know, so sure it could be yeah. anything, or they could just decide to play all of their metal songs. That there were definitely yeah. plenty of people at that show who were, pre- who pre- were prepared for that reality. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. This was, this was a packed crowd. Oh, man. It sold mm-hmm. out. Sold out. Completely sold out. <clears throat> yeah, it's like 6,000 6, capacity there, right? Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was quite a mix. We, we were fortunate enough prior to the show to meet a, a nice gentleman. Was it? It was Matt. Was it, it was Matt. Matt. Thank you. Yeah. It was Matt. Matt had driven all the way from Ohio. Yeah. Mm. Um, he had like a fish shirt on, um, and he was dancing before anything was happening. Oh yeah. Um, and was mm-hmm. and was he was a super cool guy. So so yeah, <laughs> sweet guy. So, he so was we, like we had Matt. Matt the hit. Matt was very much like a hippie. Yeah. Um, like in for the jam band mentality, and then Which, like yeah. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Uh, uh, all I was gonna say is that like uh, there's there, they, there's a lot of King Gizzard memes, you know, mm-hmm. and one of them was just kind of like I, it ended up basically saying like just accept the fact that they're a jam band, basically like 
Yeah. That's kind of what, that's like actually the easiest way to describe them at this point. But at the same time, there were a bunch of dudes who were in su- su- superbly tight t-shirts and, and, mm-hmm. and ready to, just ready to, to, you know, to throw down, to, to mosh basically. To, to do the mosh beating. Yeah. To do the mosh, mosh beating. Yeah. Right. Toss me around. Yeah. <laughs> throw me uh, around like so, the boy. <laughs> It was a mixed crowd. It was a, it was kind of a, it was an interesting situation. There were definitely some some dudes that looked like they were going to a metal concert. Plenty of them. Yeah. And then there were a bunch of hippies. But and I, then there were like that guy, couples that guy who, was, one of which don't know why they're there. That, yeah. that guy Matt was such a sweetheart. You know, he was. Mm. <laughs> we were just sitting there like killing time. You know, before you know the band went on, and you know he was asking us questions, what we do and where we're from. And, you know, it just seemed like a really nice guy. He's like, oh, this is your first Giz show? Yeah, no, I caught them up in Pittsburgh, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're just having a normal conversation. Then out of nowhere, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, I just ate a whole, like, an eighth of shrooms. So that's <laughs> going to be kicking in any time now. So anyway, enjoy the <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. He also expl- he also gave that as the, because he, he gave that as the reason why he was already dancing before any music yeah. had started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely, super it, it's cool that guy. culture, that culture is definitely, uh, yeah, They're like a good fit for the gizzard, the gizzard's tunes, I would say. Um, but you know, it's it's funny, man, because you know I was at the Mushuga show uh, recently, and I've been to many metal shows. You know, mm-hmm. like n- things don't things bad things don't happen at metal shows. Nothing bad happened. You here. know what I mean? No, it, 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 they just that's. It, it's the it's obviously like you you see the tough guys and you think like oh okay here we go you know blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. but. You know, Greg, the only thing I ever worry about is what happens in the periphery, like right where the two groups meet, where the moshing ends and the hippies begin. What happens (laughs) there? You know, well, moshers moshers are always very aware, usually. Okay. You know, they're not usually like they 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 mosh safely. What was interesting (laughs) about this is that you know we'll get into this in the 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 songs, but they started out really pretty, more quiet, introspective songs. And then towards the middle of the set, they got into like the metal part. The and once stuff. they hit oh, the heavy yeah. songs, like all of the people who had been waiting at the edges to mosh, they all came running in like on mosh. Like oh, it, it was like a coordinated it, you know. So there was a little yeah. bit of like throwing bodies around just, a little bit, but... <laughs> just chucking people out of the way. <laughs> but aside yeah. from that, but yeah, but once they also, in there, yeah, and then, went, also, yeah, and then uh, on their way uh, back out, sweaty and 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 appreciative of the people that allowed them to pass earlier, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, but that's cool, man. You need that, you know. You need that that kind of energy to keep the keep the rock going. Yeah, no, it was it was a cool energy because, like I said, you know, they yeah. started out kind of slow and which was great too. And then it was yeah, it was funky though. It was very jam bandy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was just yeah. That was that was one yeah. thing. One thing that that I noticed right out of the gate is the drummer does not does not let up from the beat. Like he doesn't go with the feel of if everybody when they start jamming, he is steady. Mm-hmm. Like he keeps that beat going the whole way through, so that they can just kind of like have their their thing, which is really cool because it allows them to come back every single time to where yeah. they to where they had left off. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there was tons of jamming. It was it was really really cool. But what was interesting about it to me is, that, and I echo the comment, like there are jam band, definitely. And there was a lot of jamming and extended mm-hmm. versions of songs for sure. But it's a different kind of jam than like going to see a fish show or going to see a government mule sh- show or like going to see widespread panic or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of jam band because like when I think of a jam band, like, okay, yeah, they'll play like a verse of a song. Then they'll play the chorus, then they'll play a verse, and play another chorus, and then it's like, okay, now it's noodle time, you know. Mm-hmm. And they'll go maybe in some different directions. They might have some different things where you know the bass player takes it in a different direction that you didn't see, and the drummer kind of follows along. But there's always usually the guitar player or the keyboard player kind of playing like, you know, solos on top of it. You know, mm-hmm. mm. that's not really what happens nope. with King Gizzard in in their songs the jam is continuing the groove. So the entire band is just pummeling whatever groove they're on. They're, yes. all just, they're all just locked into that thing. And they all have their little part within it. And there might be like some melodic stuff that's happening on top 
to keep it interesting, but really it's just about keeping that going the entire time. And it's great. It's yeah. so mm -hmm. interesting. And like I was commenting to you, to you, Nick, I couldn't tell at first whether it was like something that like the mixing engineer did, but I, I, in retrospect, I think it was all on purpose and kind of the way the band is set up. It's really hard to distinguish. There's five instruments on stage. It's really hard to distinguish each individual instrument's sound. But it's initially I ascribed that to, oh, this is just a bad mix. But now I think it's that's just the way this band plays. And it's the way they set their individual instrument tones up, that they're making this mm -hmm. like massive King Gizzard sound, you know, that little things might bubble to the top, but really it's just you're hearing this kind of mass of sound. It's, it's, it's like a really of, different yeah. experience to any other jam band. So that, huh. that was kind of my... Yeah. But I love it. I freaking love it. Yeah. It was yeah. so much fun. <laughs> oh, fun. It was so much fun. That's I, great. Yeah, I danced the whole time. You did. It was great. Nick was great danced the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing was it gave me, like people just gave me a bubble. Like nobody would get near me. Because I, cause I right. just made, I required arm space. Wow. Or was just weird looking. It, either way, it worked. Um, I cool. had plenty of room. Yeah, it was great. It was, yeah. it was, that, was that was a heck of a show. I would, I would see them, I would go out of my way to see them, just to see what, they, like, on, especially, like, if they were coming back, oh, man, it would be. Yeah, you mentioned just, that like, just, they would be a band every that show you would follow. Different. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, this this is like one of the first times where I was like, I I would follow these guys around just because every show is is unique, yeah, uh, right. a, a unique experience. Um, and and I actually I texted um, my cousin that I had met at the reunion back a few months ago. Oh right, because he had seen him the night before in Philly, and he was like, it was an awesome show. But I saw your set list, and I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which is which is cool. Like it's you know because it's this unique. Yeah, and Jay, Jay, why don't you, you did a little bit of analysis on the, the song breakdowns that they had played, right? What was the, oh, oh, yeah, the that album was, groupings? Like, that was that interesting because, like we said, we, you know, they play like almost a different set list every single night. And I don't know right. if this is the case for every single night, but on the particular night that we saw them, what they ended up doing was grouping songs by album. So like the first mm -hmm. two songs, the first song was the, a debut from what was then their newest album, Laminated yeah. Denim. Denim. They have a yeah. new album out. Spoiler. Since then, right? Um, and then the next two were off of Omnium Gatherum. Mm -hmm. And then the next two were off another album. And then like the next four were off of I'm In Your Mind Fuzz. And then the mm -hmm. next three were off another album. And then the next two were off another some, album. Some, some, so some I don't know quarters. if for, like, yeah. in their minds that is just an easier way for them to group them together, but I've never really seen a band do that, like just pick songs or from albums and group them that way. Or to give fans of all, you know, if those are like popular albums and who knows, like who knows? Well, I would that say album. that, I mean, they each album has like sort of a different concept. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, if they're doing the microtonal stuff, it's like might as well just use the microtonal guitars, do a the little mini right set you know that's and, right it was kw and microtonal banana that's yeah. the two album groups. and that was the other thing i wanted to say is that the entire second half of the set was all the microtonal guitars which when they broke it out i was like oh okay here comes the microtonal stuff mm -hmm. but that ended up being some of the greatest stuff like it was yeah. oh yeah it, it's some of my fantastic. favorite yeah yeah yeah, yeah um dude. but like also i mean even um i'll tell you what like just relaying this back to the Red Knots, you know, because we, we have. We want Jelly Welly. We want Jelly yeah. Welly. You said it, not me. We want Jelly Welly. Um, I've been I've been kind of describing some ideas that I had for set lists with those guys uh -huh. because we're always having to play different yeah. places and and uh, different situations with like having to start from the all over again like we're so burned out from like okay what are we gonna you know and you know there's like 15 songs you kind of have to play yep right in our situation okay but i decided to propose like hey why don't we like try grouping them into like three song modules that we can like float around yeah, yeah. move around and when we do that we can have like really cool transitions between them so even if it's like a new set list if we stick to these modules we still have these like sick transitions right right and, yeah. and, and then we and we can sort of know 
okay, like we're starting a new module. Yeah. It's like a mini set, you know, mm-hmm. three songs. And like, there's gonna, there's not gonna be a break. So like, get your, like, wipe your brow, get your sip in now. And then like, let's pummel these three songs and then we'll get another break and then another three songs. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I don't know With enough different... about their other set list to know if that's the way they accomplish right. it. Right. And maybe not. it's not, but it doesn't seem very efficient to me to be like, let's switch to the microtonal guitars. Now let's go, let's put those down. Right, and then we'll come right. back to them sure. later. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. We're just gonna, we're, we're just gonna group these songs together. And, to most of the audience, I mean, although their audience is kind of hardcore, yes, people would notice, but most people wouldn't notice, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's you true. know. There was one um, other thing I wanted to ask you specifically, Greg, because this hmm. this happened at the Black Midi show, too, and it happened at the King Gizzard show. No encore. Is that yeah, a new I think thing? That might be. It's. I think that is kind of a new thing. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, the idea of like leaving the stage and coming back. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if we're gonna even keep doing it with the uh, with Chili Willie. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, Nobody seems surprised just, by it. Like I was really kind of surprised at Black Midnight. Well, I mean, when it they turned the lights on, and like it was like clear. Oh yeah, there was no, no, there's no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, but I just yeah, never been to a right. show where it wasn't expected for them to come out and play one more song at least. Mm-hmm. You know? I've just never been to a show like that before. Yeah, I think that, that maybe, maybe, maybe the newer band are kind of like, eh, it's kind of tired. Yeah, you know, because it is, it is kind of a predictable. It's actually like more surprising. Right. Right. It used to, it used to be like, oh, what a surprise! You're gonna play one more song. I thought it was over. Right. And now it's like more surprising to be like, go home. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then some. Ah, bands, it's got it's got to cycle generations. This makes sense. And then some jam yeah. bands like take it to the extreme where they'll do like two or three encores, you know, and that yeah. gets, you know that's kind of played too. They call it quits yeah. halfway through. Yeah. yeah. Or, or your boy Bruce. Uh, well, yeah, he'll just right. play all night. Yeah. <laughs> that was the well. one show that I was like, can we wrap this up? I got a <laughs> to get to. Come really? On. Bruce, <laughs> you were done. I was front row, yeah. Bruce. And I was like, this has been two and a half hours. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, yeah. you look tired. <laughs> one, Bruce. two, three, Bruce. no! <laughs> he Bad just got. He, he he just did a, this, uh, ta- just a tangent. Uh, he he just did an interview on uh, Howard Stern this morning. First time ever. Oh, nice! I'm definitely so gonna you'll, check that out. You'll see. You'll see some. Yeah, I think he 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 talked do, about some stuff he hasn't talked about yet. So do those go up on YouTube or is this just strictly? Serious? No, uh, but, but you might fi- be able to find some clips. If I find anything, I'll forward it your way. Cool. Love to hear. Yeah. That. So a, yeah, it sounds yeah. like it was awesome. It was it was amazing, and I I can't wait to see him again. And Greg, somehow, some way, we got to figure out like the next tour dates. Just we should just look and see if anything happens to. Absolutely, I mean, I, yeah, I I, I, know that's I, tough I would love to see them. I know that's tough, but maybe you, you, you get it on the books like far enough out. When I when I had a day off in Detroit uh, like last year, I was like. Oh, I have a day off. Maybe let me look to see who's playing. And I saw King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Like, what are the odds? Oh my god! You know, so cool. And then I looked more carefully, and I was like, Oh, this is actually next year. Because <laughs> like, this was like in within like the COVID stuff. That's so right. Shows yeah. are being announced like at a year early. Yep. I was like, Oh, well, good. Well, good thing I didn't get tickets. <laughs> I, like, I had to randomly go back to Detroit. <laughs> so, oh, guys, we're going to Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, this is, uh, yeah. <laughs> But that, but that was the night where Pat Pat Matheny was playing instead. So. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. I, 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 you got to see Pat. Yep. Yeah, I got to, that was yeah front row for so, me there. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a it was a hell of a concert, hell of a hell of a situation. And you're right, Jay. They then the that that Friday after we saw them released a, another album. Yeah. This was the third one this month right. uh, called Changes. And I thought um, well, I'll get a pick in here as well. Why not? I, I want to hear. It was this was hard. The opening track for me is right alongside this one, but uh, I chose AstroTurf. All right. Let's hear, let's hear a little bit of this. Cool.
Good stuff. Very fun nice. One. It's, a, still it's have, a fun album. Still have not caught up to that album yet. It's, it's a next fun one. On, next on my to listen to list. Enjoy. Right on, guys. Well, I'm glad you had Glorious. such a fun time. Okay, so uh, this might se- seem a little bit out of left field, but I'm going to play you guys a song by this uh, doom metal band called uh, Electric Wizard. This song is called Dope Throne. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me more like right. uh, stoner metal, but it's it's kind of in there. It, it's, okay. it's it's right in the middle. Reminds me um, like uh, Sleep or like that band. Like yeah, Sun. that's definitely. Yeah, these guys are these guys are like uh, one of the OGs along with Sleep yeah. of this type of style. I mean, you know, you could obviously bring it back to Black Sabbath. Yeah, but yeah, it, like I, I know what you're saying, but like the the Doom thing. I think what makes it doom metal rather than stoner metal is like how ridiculously slow you try to yeah. go. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. Like that's that's what separates it. It's all, otherwise it's a very similar, you know. But like Queens of the Stone Age is considered stoner metal. They do not sound like this. No, no, no. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. there's like mm-hmm. th- this more like and it's lower. Slow, it's slower than stoner metal. Yeah. yeah. Now, to, to Queens of the Stone Age might like gravitate towards this stuff sometimes, but not. Mm-hmm. These guys are pretty committed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and also actually, the drummer I think actually tampered it down a little bit. Like he pulled the rhythm back a little bit because he yeah, pulled the yeah, bass yeah, back that. into him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You hear that in the beginning and the the kick drum intro. It's like dun 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 dun. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're not you going know, fast. Yeah, not recorded to a click. <laughs> and that's what's great. That's, about that's cool though. Stuff. Yeah, so it kind of gives yeah. it like a, a raw feeling, like a. You know, I mean, like these days you have so many bands that to me sound like, uh, I, like I call it laptop metal. Yeah, laptop yeah. Metal. You know, it's like, yeah. it's just like, nah, this isn't, this isn't scary. This isn't vibing, you know, like it's yeah. impressive and it sounds, and like sometimes it might get me to, you know, bob my head or whatever. But like this record I actually really like, it's called Dope Throne is the album. And uh, yeah, the band is Electric Wizard. The reason I'm bringing them up, you might not realize this, huh? has to do with someone the queen that you mentioned earlier tay tay <laughs> tay tay this is this is a tay tay today which i really need a theme song for <laughs> that makes sense tay-tay. given the music pick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But did she cover this tay- album no she did not cover this album oh, God, yet awesome. yet <laughs> yeah. um she's gonna do like a riot what ryan adams did with 1989 right, right she's gonna right. Do, she's gonna do with uh dope throne by electric right, wizard right <laughs> I mean, that would be, you know, that'd be something, you know, you know, who that probably does listen, you know, who probably does listen to Electric Wizard is King Ryan Richard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, well, oh. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's King um, You're right. You're right. You know, you can definitely hear it in their stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so the reason why I brought it up and how it's related to Taylor Swift, who, by the way, has, I believe, currently all 10 Billboard top ten songs. Heard about or Taylor that. Swift. First time I think in history. Wow. Wow. Kind of impossible, impossible in earlier times. But in any case, right? That's impossible. 
That's un- that's impossible. Me fail English. Um, <laughs> the reason why they're related, and it, it, this is a, a, a an article in uh, the the website Met, from the website Metal Injec- Injection. Sorry, I can't talk for, for some reason. But it has. It starts out saying, obviously, news about Taylor Swift has nothing to do with heavy metal. However, her new contract negotiations do affect a lot of metal bands. Everybody from Avenged Sevenfold to Five Finger Death Punch to Venom to Bullet For My Valentine to Atreyu to Electric Wizard hmm. to Prophets of Rage to Nine Inch Nails to Strike Anywhere to Entheos. Some of these bands I've never heard of. Um, That's called but, spam right there. Go but ahead. what does Taylor Swift have to, have to do with any of these bands, you may ask? Well, her contract is a very interesting provision. Taylor just signed a new deal with Republic Records, a subsidiary of Universal Music Group. One of the terms of her deal was that if Universal Music Group sells its shares of Spotify, so the Universal mm-hmm. actually owns some shares, a lot, many Good shares, bit. I think. Good bit. Uh, the label would distribute a percentage of the earnings from that sale to all the artists they represent. Oh. So, yeah. She made it a condition that if she, if she signs with this group... U- UMG. Uh, or excuse me, well, she's already signed with them, but like the new deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that one of the terms was that if if you all decide to share your your shares of Spotify, which Sony and Warner Brothers both recently did, right. interesting. Um, that you would actually be forced. You know, she's say, she's saying you have to, you have to spread it out among the artists that you. Wow. Represent. And it can't and, count against their advance, right? Which is right. Recuperables. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Me, me, yeah. Doing some good. Yeah, but, but that but, is some serious leverage, man. Right, and not only that though, but I, I just said Sony and Warner Brothers each did it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like just just like Nick said, the Warner Brothers deal, they used it against the recoupables. So the artists didn't get to see the money. They did. Warner Brothers was like, oh, we're just gonna pay ourselves back. <laughs> for what you cost us, right? <laughs> but Sony didn't. So if you were an artist on Sony, you got a lot. Wow. If you weren't on Warner Brothers, you didn't get as much. Uh, assuming uh, if you had recoupables still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I imagine many artists did. Any case. So here's Tay-Tay just Damn. owning everything. You know, she's yeah. got to- the, all top 10 songs on Billboard right now. Making and it's a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the, the, whole, electric, the metal community has them. Among them. <laughs> yeah. And look, I mean, you know, these guys are—that's that's some pretty awesome stuff that they're making. Heck yeah, you know? it is. yeah. And uh, hey, is there it, anything it, in there? In that, this, is there anything in there that like how it's divided, or is it just evenly divided if they sell it between all of these these different artists? Because you would imagine that I think like, there's something a bigger artists would be. Yeah, no, I understand. The, sorry to me. I'm not see, I'm not seeing that specifically, but. It, it, it obviously wouldn't be like the same, you know, like you wouldn't give like ACDC the same as like, you know, like some, someone who's not ACDC. Right. Electric Wizard. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Right. Electric right. Wizard, for instance. Yeah. No offense. No offense. I would rather see it go to Electric Wizard yeah. personally, <laughs> yeah. but um, no, it's probably, you know, it, it based on how many streams you got from Spotify, perhaps or whatever, you know. That would make I'm, sense. In any case, thought this was an interesting story. Hadn't talked so about Taylor cool. in a while. That is yeah, so is. freaking cool. Yeah. It's just Taylor's so world and we're all just living in it, man. She's definitely trying to create a better future for for musicians. And there's, you know, that's all you can ask for from the big pop stars, you know. God knows there's some others out there that are making it harder for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool, you know? too, that she did this and, like, I don't know if she made a press release for it or anything like that, but just kind of did it on her own yeah i think i think this was uh shared in um vox okay uh, there was a vox article about it but they didn't really mention the metal bands it was the it was the metal injection website that was like wait a minute who would who would this benefit it's like look right. at all these metal acts that they, you know? <laughs> like these guys would see some money you know that's awesome that is so, so awesome you know, they, UMG owns a third, 3.5% stake in Spotify. It's made it to be worth $850 million. You know, that's yeah. what would get split up. Wow. So, you know. Yeah. It's good to be uh, on UMG. Right. Not so good to be on Warner Brothers, apparently. Apparently not. <laughs> you know? Well, anyway, there you have it, boys. I think that's all I got. Super cool. Beautiful. We need to get signed yeah. to Universal Music Group, I think. 
I or agree. Sony. We do. We'll, we'll uh, tell you them with them. Yeah. I'll email them tomorrow. Thank you. Put in a good word for us. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Tell them we know the guys from Electric Wizard. Yeah. We played them on our show. We well, that's how, yeah, that's yeah. how we know them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next yeah. email we get. Okay, you owe us royalties. <laughs> Damn it. Darn it. Maybe, Dang it. Maybe hold up on that part right. of the email. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, guys, they wrote back. <laughs> <laughs> Got good news and bad news. <laughs> hey, guys, they wrote back. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably get out of here before we face any more legal ramifications. True. Legal, legal Zoom, we're looking in your general direction. Need your help. Right. Help! Where have you been over the last few years? Haven't heard from you for a while. But uh, in the meantime, Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, should they choose to do so? You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. You can send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are heard on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Gee. Nice. All right, boys. Good times. Good times. Great catching up with y'all. Indeed. Next week is going to be my birthday show, so something to look forward to there. What's your your exact birthday, brother? November the 8th. I see. So get your uh, gifts in the mail now. You still have time. Okay. Right. Leave Very it at cool. that. Uh, Amazon mm-hmm, wish list. Mm-hmm. We can leave the link in our, uh, you know, show show notes. Yep. He wants the DB, DBX two five six. No, it's off the list now. It's taken care of. That's off the list. It's just a bunch of guitar strings at this point. All right. Awesome. Good times. We'll see you back here next week. Peace. Can't wait. Later. <laughs>